This is a previously recorded episode. This show is broadcasting live from the Podcast Detroit studios in Royal Oak, Michigan. For more information about this show or our network, please visit www.podcastdetroit.com. You're listening to the Detroit Red Wings Alumni Show. Red Wings trying to get the sweep. Three seconds left into the zone with the top number to the standing pass. McCarty up over the line. McCarty got by his man. He scores! What a play there McCarty made. Now we got a fight. Nice. Oh, and he involved with. Looks like that's John Gruden. That's the first time I've ever seen Medic in a fight. Ten seconds away from successfully defending the Stanley Cup, the Detroit Red Wings. Their bench up. Osgood with his arms up over his head coming out. The Detroit Red Wings have won the Stanley Cup for the second year in a row. A long shot in on the new goaltender, Eddie Mio, in goal. Look at that old school mask. That's something. He's a brave man. Hey, that catch it down. He's in. She scores. Kosar Probert, though, that's the main one here. These are good friends who rarely ever see Kosar and Probert go at it. Most of the former Red Wings. Another Stanley Cup for the point. 2002. Yes, sir. From the Detroit Red Wings, their offensive catalyst, number 25, welcome left winger John O'Grodnick. Got it in front and score! Jason Woolley! The shot heard round the world! And welcome to episode 17 of the Detroit Red Wing Alumni Podcast. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can follow us at Detroit Red Wing Alumni. And you can follow us on Facebook on the Detroit Red Wing Alumni.com. We've got a little uh, switch today. We've got a new producer. I'd like to welcome Dave into the mix. Hey, what's going on, man? The great thing about Dave is Dave is highly, highly invested here with Podcast Detroit. And without Dave, there's no Red Wing Alumni Podcast. So very fortunate to have Dave with us today. With that, we're going to welcome back in Mr. Art Regner. Art is going to be co-hosting with me today as we're doing the Where's Eddie? I've been very fortunate to spend more time than I normally like to with Art. Art is part of the Red Wing Alumni Community Cares. Um, and over the weekend, we were able to do a recycling event down in Lake Orion. And Peter Klima was with us, Brent Fedick, and Art Regner. And it just goes to show you that in addition to being very knowledgeable about all things Red Wings, he's now knowledgeable about ERG out of Livonia. And welcome, Art. Yeah, thank you there, Newman. I, I didn't know I live almost within walking distance of ERG in Livonia. Uh, I learned about uh, hazardous waste and... Uh, Inhaled quite a bit of it, I think, during, during the, the day. Of, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but but I'm fully recovered. No, it was a great. It's a great event. I mean, recycling. Obviously, uh, there was no let up. Uh, Newman, as you said, it yeah. it was a good day's work. And from the time we opened up until we had to say no, we're closed. Uh, it was a steady stream of cars, but a great event and uh, really kind of a lot of fun. Really, you know what? Peter and I were talking just um, shortly after that event, and you know, I think they were scheduled to end at two, and that line cut off at two. When 
and it still took another 45 minutes to just pull all the cars in from Joslin. So a lot of fun. You know, we enjoy doing it. Love having the guys out there. It's it was funny great. when it really you see really the cars pull up and there's the recognition of either, you know, Peter or Feds who was out there also, you know, they're not going to recognize you or I. But it was a lot of fun. But it's great to have you back in the chair. I, I will say studio. this. A couple of Michigan State slappies did recognize me. <laughs> and uh, I, But I was gracious. And I said, you know, it's going to be tough against Northwestern. Uh, but uh, hopefully the Spartans can do it. And unfortunately, they did not. You know, when you were talking about Northwestern on Saturday, and we'll get around to the hockey stuff, but I was like, you know what? There's just no way they're going to beat Northwestern. Yeah, shows you how much I actually know. But it's funny how many of the Sparty Slappies now are all of a sudden they're, I'm Michigan State free. Yeah, well, it's a, <laughs> They're it, like art with the Lions free. It's very odd. You know, Michigan was the last real traditional national power to have – uh, a, a decade, a, a lost decade, shall we say, and now they look like they're on the upswing. You know, they had a bull streak of 35 straight years before Rich Rod's first year. And, you know, Michigan fans took a lot for granted. Uh, and then when they were bad, and they were bad, now all of a sudden, you know, with Harbaugh, maybe they're pumping their chest out a little bit too much. There's still some, you know, I, I still think that game on the 29th is going to be tough. But I will say this, it's, it's funny now how Michigan State people have – actually now trying to take a step back but when you lose and I think and I think we're seeing this with the Red Wings when you lose legendary Hall of Fame players or players that set records for your team or were part of record breaking teams the chances are eventually that era is going to end and you need to kind of replenish the stock and I think in a way I think Michigan State fans have to give Mark D'Antonio and this coaching staff at least a year or two. I mean, you know, they went from Kurt Cousins to Connor Cook, and that's two pretty darn good quarterbacks, especially at the collegiate level. At the collegiate level. Right, who, you know, knew how to win games and did win games. And, you know, right now they're they're going through a, a, a growth period. Well, we'll be able to get on to a little bit more. One of the other things that we're very, very fortunate I think we had George on the very first episode. And in studio today, we've got the secretary for the Detroit Red Wing Alumni Association and the primary backup goalie, at least for last season, number 35, George Bowman. George, what's going on? Well, <clears throat> I turned, um, I'm turning golf into hockey here in a little bit. Just got off the course with DMAC. Took his money, but that was a piece of cake. Um, but he's a, he's a he's a caring, giving guy. So it was it was it was a piece of cake. But um, you can't buy you can't buy or take those four hours back. It was it was awesome. No, you know we've had Darren on the show uh, a few times. Yes, we had. Um, you know we learned more about medicinal marijuana than I think we ever needed to know. Um, but you know what? That program is working really really well for him, um, and I think it's probably improved his golf game. Unless you were helping him out a little bit. Well, there's no question. As a matter of fact, we were talking about on the 18th tee because he said with with this medicinal, there is some good stuff in there too that he's doing. It's allowing him to get more flexible and, and get some strength back. He's never felt better. He doesn't have the headaches. He's you know he's just doing really well, and he's enjoying it. He truly enjoyed the four hours on the golf course and and uh, upbeat, and he didn't miss a beat. It was It was actually a lot of fun. Well, he looks good. He looks yeah. in shape. The last time he did the show here – uh, with us, uh, I asked him, I said, how much have you lost? And he said 35 pounds, and yeah. uh, you could actually see it. So, uh, yeah, hey, Darren's the type of guy, I mean, I've known him forever, 
and you know, you just you just root for a guy like Darren McCarty. And so, you know, hopefully uh he is uh I think it's one of the few times ever that you know that somebody's on a marijuana program, you know, especially medical marijuana, and they're losing weight. Because normally, you know, people have always talked about, like, drunk driving, and they're like, they go out, they get drunk, and they kill a family at six. You know, with the uh, marijuana, it's, you know, you smoke the marijuana, eat M&Ms, watch porn, and go to sleep. So, you know, we'll take that. <laughs> what a lifestyle. Sign me up. <laughs> I, I, I'm sure Darren appreciates that. <laughs> so with that, so George, you know, one of the things, um, one of the reasons you're able to be here today is you're heading down to the Joe tonight. You know, we've got our first big alumni practice down at the Joe, so it's our last ever first practice of the season at the Joe. And we've got a lot of games on the schedule this year. Just give me a little bit of background of how this season is shaping up, what we're looking forward to. Uh, well, First and foremost, the whole uh, first game, last game tradition is like ways on everything we do. You know, so first la- or last first home game the other night for the Wings it right. was awesome. The buzz was great. You could feel it, and and I saw the the sheet that the Wings gave out on what they're doing every game this year. They're doing something on a montage on the on there, something's going to happen every game. So they're really piping this thing up. Um, to that point, I, I brought. Up to their attention that in February 21, 1980, uh, there was a game called The Last Hurrah. So that was against the old-timers is what – I found the old tickets now. Mm-hmm. So it was The Last Hurrah, old-timers versus the Detroit Red Wings. I, I was there from what I rec- recall – what's that, 36 years ago? That they actually played the current wings, but I think they intermingled. Gordy was there. Ted was there. Matter of fact, John O'Grodnick was a rookie that year and played correct, in yeah. that game. So I asked the Wings, I said, you have this on our schedule, right? And they're like, well, you, what are you talking about? So I sent them the picture of the ticket stuff. That may be coming down the pike at the end of the year. So where it would be like Red Wing alumni, as we know it, plus Nick and whoever else. We may be doing a game at the end of the year. We're trying to see if all the uh, pieces of the puzzle fit where we play the Hall of Fame alumni. You know, get Gretzky in here. And the guys that played at Joe Lewis uh, in the past, uh, Messier, Lemieux. So that's being put in motion. So if it happens, great. If not, it was worth a try. And, you know, obviously a lot's going on at Joe Lewis. And uh, hopefully we're a part of that because, you know, the alumni is what, what it's all about. Um, to, our, to our schedule, uh, our first kickoff game uh, outside of tonight, which is our first meeting, our first skate, first ever last skate at Joe Lewis. Um, and, and by the way, we're going to be putting something uh, out in the media where you might have a chance to play the alumni in the last game ever at Joe Lewis. You know, our association, the Peter Klimas and the Eddie Meals and the Ogronics and Coaster and DMAC. You know, not so much Stevie and those guys because it's, you know, it's, it's for the association trying to raise money for charity. Sure. So we want to maximize that, maybe do a, a, a GoFundMe or one of those deals. And then also to that point, play the alumni first game ever in the new building. So – Raising some serious money for charity. Correct. So that's that's our big-term goal or long-term goal. Short-term, uh, practice tonight, meeting, talk about what's going on. Uh, November 5th, we got a game in Milwaukee. The guys uh-huh. are flying over to play the Hawks alumni Saturday, November 5th. Now, I was just reading it's on some of that. Well, Come on over. We're, we're going to have to get you on a flight. The, I'll be at both, the Michigan game. <laughs> Both um, the Blackhawk alumni and the Red Wing alumni have just signed a female for each team. You're playing? 
<laughs> Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> so were you familiar with that? Have you finalized your roster on that? Well, my, my roster's final. Okay. My roster's final. And I just got from uh, Elvis Presley today, our our loved vice president, if I can find this text real quick. He's, is he playing for Chicago? Or he's is... playing for us. Okay. Yeah. Oh, really? He... So, so it's a double dip, which is good because he's one of our spots going over. Um, also, he's recognizable because he's a hawk. So they got guys like um, uh, who, who is this from? Uh, Noonan, Charbonneau, O'Callaghan from the Jack. Yeah, he OC. was a lot of fun at Notre Dame. Yeah, last Reg year. Kerr, Red, Reed Simpson, Cliffy Coral, Grant Mulvey is going to coach. Uh, Guy by the name of Carl Valamont, who's an ex-Milwaukee Admiral coach, but he's also the coach of the high school team Arrowhead that we're raising the money for. So, and then Brian Mullet, the guy who's a guy in hockey with the last name of Mullet. Yeah. So he played three games for the Hawks. He's also a big. Uh, I think he owns the arena. He's a big entrepreneur. He's sending the plane over to pick these guys up and flying them back, but he's also really good friends with the Wirtz and Denny Savard and all these guys. So there's a there's a lot of interaction going on, a lot of pieces to this puzzle. George, may I ask you a question? And Newman, you might be able to answer this too. Uh, since we started doing this podcast and I've been doing it with you guys, I get a lot of people who still affiliate me with the Red Wings or, you know, the Go Wings and Red Wings, my Red Wings and all that kind of stuff. And uh, <laughs> they're, they're asking me, if they wanted to raise money for charity and try to get a game against the Red Wing alumni, what is the procedure? Who do they contact if they have a cause or something that, you know, to raise as a fundraiser to play, you know, to play you guys? Let's say like in Livonia, where I'm from, they want to go to, uh, you know, the uh, Eddie, Eddie Edgar, Edgar Arena yeah. and sell tickets and have the Red Wing alumni. Uh, is it have to be? I'm not going to say, for lack of a better term, a legitimate charity or something, or or is it, you know somebody you know heaven forbid somebody has an accident and needs medical care and they just the costs are astronomical to try to raise money. Yeah. Well, the answer is it's me, um, and my information is on the website. So if you go to redwingalumni.com or Detroit Red Wings forward slash alumni, um, my information's there. My all my contact, fax number, email. Everything. My cell number's on there. I'm not afraid to take anybody's call. Okay, I figured you would be the guy to yeah. talk to, and I figured it probably would be on the website. As far as validity for charities, um, I don't think we've met a bad charity. And if someone takes the time to raise money for somebody, we're not too wrapped up in what it's all about. Uh, we're the conduit for them to raise that money. Mm -hmm. So we're just the Harlem Globetrotter Act coming in. Um, but not he, the Washington Generals. Yeah, but we no, we, yeah, not the Washington. We had only happened to us one in, time. In Muskegon, we were the Washington Generals. <laughs> we lost twelve to three in that game. Whoa. At one point, you can go back and that was Draper's very first game and with last, the alumni. And last, and, well, <laughs> yes, last association it, game. It was so bad. At one point, we had two goalies in. We had George out there, and then our backup goalie in the net. And they oh, were at the same time? Well, I at got, the same time. I got pulled. I just came off knee surgery. We had three forwards playing defense. We totally got taken off guard. You here. were playing the Milwaukee team? Yeah. Or, or, no, the no. Uh, Muskegon, Muskegon. I mean the Muskegon Lumberjacks. The Lumberjacks. Alumni. So oh, they had really? Jock Collender. They had guys that won a cup. They had this goalie that just retired from Europe. And I'm in that coming off a of knee surgery. We got Johnny O, Joey, and Wayne playing defense. <laughs> we thought this was just going to be a keep away like right. when we normally go to Muskegon. Right. Well, not the case. To the point where... Um, Drapes came up to me after it was 4-0 after three minutes and said, he skates up. He says, hey, uh, uh, does this normally happen? <laughs> I said, never. So he went down, popped in two quick ones, and 
And I thought, okay, here we go. We're off to the races. The boys are going to – no. And then the one guy who's a career IHLer that – you know who I'm talking about. The, uh, he's got the French name. Um, he's P- Pat uh, – what was his name? Pat – anyways, he's back-checking Mickey. Hooking them. Back check it. They were clamping down. They would not let Mickey shoot. Mickey the Redmond? Whole, yeah. Mickey Redmond. The whole crowd is cheering. Wants Mickey, to see Mickey, Mickey Redmond yes. shoot. Yeah, Mickey is still, to this day, livid that he, he got oh, his I, I would imagine. He wanted to lumberjack this guy like there was no the tomorrow. The old BC two-hander. Huh? Oh, yeah. So uh, back to the legitimacy. Um, so, yeah, we were the Washington Generals there. But, you know. Well, and I just want to finish that story um, just because it's good. So they did that to us, and it was pretty embarrassing, and the guys really had a case of the ass. They were sour about it. So the next year coming through, it, the lineup looked like it was <laughs> Koser and Crucial Niski, and on defense, we even brought in Al Iafredi to pair up with Yuri Fisher. <laughs> oh, you know, it's like, <laughs> so it was like the alumni version of the O2 lineup. Sergey Samsonov, who did a couple pirouettes and left the guy up in the... Yes, that's right. Yeah, that's Carson a, was there. Yeah, it yeah. was. So uh, we got him back. Oh, bro, yeah, okay. We, we got him back. And uh, and and for the record, I I got pulled, but I refused to come off the ice. Uh-huh, so okay. that's why we ended up with two guys. There's a great shot that we have of both the Red Wing goalies in there, <laughs> willing to take that shot. It could be the first time ever. You know, I would have And I think they first, scored. <laughs> when you're when you go Easy. play these games, like when you're when you're in Muskegon and you're playing. I would imagine that the crowd, who is used to maybe seeing some of these players, even though it's the Lumberjacks alums, that they would be rooting for the Red Wings. Oh, they were. They were. And they, on social media after that game, they were so pissed at their players from Muskegon on how they, how they defaced us. And they were really mad. And um, so we came back and we doubled our entry fee. And so we're coming back with guns a-blazing and, and lit them up. <laughs> now, if you want to introduce, start introducing checking and, and slap shots, you know, our guys would love to engage. So there's, here's that picture of the double goal. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, yeah, that looks great. <laughs> that's, uh, that's what you call radio for one at that point. <laughs> so, you know what, George? The time is just flying. We've, yeah. we've got probably like um, – about five minutes left. So let's talk about some of the highlights of what's going on. Um, but our, getting back to yours real quick. So does that answer your question? They go on the website right. and there's a contract on there and they can also reach out to George yep. um, <clears throat> to send out. Now, George will tell you and I'll tell you that, you know, there's a, a limited amount of possibilities to get on that lineup right. for each season. There's um, a variety of different charities we deal with now that it's now an annual thing with them it's their biggest fundraiser we go back and play with them um so it's these little spots that we're still trying to get in we're not an organization that's trying to take money in wherever we can you know we're trying to really place it out there so people can go on the website they can take a look you know we can see if we can make it work if it's not this season possibly next season yeah we great you know i mean this is the fourth straight year I've I've had to turn people away because we're a we're we're busy, but more importantly we're busy because we only have so many Red Wings in the queue that we can go to like Peter and Johnny and Feds and the guys that are in the area that play most of the games Dino Joey D Max playing a lot, so we don't want to put them into a twenty five game season because a it looks like a job and they just don't have time. Right? How many how many games do you play in in any given we year? We have about. 
15 to 17 of the games we're talking about, mm-hmm. and then we do the odd Blackhawk game, or we'll do something at the Joe, or we'll do uh, we'll go to Steamboat Springs or Aspen, or you know we cherry pick a few fun ones. So when it's all said and done, we're between 23 and 25 games all in. Wow. So you know, it's a mo- fair amount. Yeah, our man. roster's made up of the Jimmy Carsons and the names I just mentioned. But then we backfill with Sergey Sampson off an Ally Afraidy and notable NHL guys. Craig Milan and local one of Brian Smolinski. Smoke. Yeah. Um, yeah we just Brian, had Brian Ralston come join Ralston. us last year. Yeah. yeah. So now tonight we have a special guest, Steve Chase on son's gonna be playing with us. Great. Right. Um, Mally's bringing him out. Remember? So he's coming out, and another kid who just retired from Europe. So it's going to be a hell of a skate tonight. Chase on Sun, who played, he played at Michigan, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Hail. he's coming out. So it's going to be a pretty good tilt tonight. Uh, but so short term on our on our list, the big things are coming up. One week later, on the twelfth, we're playing uh, the Stalls Group, and it's it's uh, it's all about the Veterans Weekend. Mm-hmm. So Veterans Day, Mr. Stalls hosting a huge event in his museum. Uh, on the tenth Thursday, Black Tie Fair at the wow. museum. Jay Leno's coming in. It's going to be huge. Wow! So yeah, that stalls yeah, event. So, it's really focused around the veterans. So then, chance Veteran Day is Friday, so they do a whole yeah, walk Veterans through. Day, November eleventh. Yeah. So they're doing something for the veterans. There's a huge military production there, and then Saturday at twelve o'clock they play us. Mr. Lindsay's bringing out his trophy. Uh, oh, for the wow. event, couldn't get the Stanley Cup because it's tied up in Toronto on Friday, something. But and then the next week also tie into the Michigan Warriors. You know, uh, uh, a large amount of Purple Heart uh, recipients on that team. A majority, yeah. Yeah, and uh, one of those rips your heart out, and mm-hmm. uh, it just makes you sit there. You let in a goal or whatever it is, and say, you know, we're pretty lucky, mm-hmm. and to have these guys do what they do for us, and we give back very little. Uh, all we have to do is play hockey. Mm-hmm. So. It, it's very heart wrenching. Um, then we roll into uh, December. We go down to Finley or Bowling Green yeah, again Grace Speaks. for Grace Speaks, and then the Carhartt event uh, for the Mork Charity. And the Carhartt event is huge. I mean, the disc yeah, out in Dearborn. Uh, you know that place is always full. Mm-hmm. You know Mickey loves playing in that event. You know that they focus around. That's a lot of grit, and that charity is just absolutely phenomenal to deal with, and just. Backtracking a little bit, that Michigan Warriors, you know, we played them last year at Lindell and Royal Oak, and the response has been so great that they've switched that this year. Now it's November 19th at like 4.30 in the afternoon, and it's going to be at USA Hockey Arena in Plymouth, the former CompuWare, which is, you know, the home of USA Hockey right, right now. So, and that pretty much will cover us through December with the Grace Speaks and looking at Carhartt. And like most seasons, once you start hitting into January and February, then you're luck, and it seems like we have a game almost every week at that point. Now, I do, now some of these are televised, right? Or Well, here's what we've been doing the last couple seasons. Well, last season, um, Greater Media Network out of Waterford has been pretty much filming those games with a play-by-play, and George has been on color for a few of the games, and they've been showing them on public access. Oh, okay. That's because I was benched. <laughs> well, and then Roy wanted to bench yeah. you from the um, play-by-play on the color. Right. Um, so we're trying to get it out there. We're trying to work on a more 
um, stringent platform that more people would be able to go online and get it. But we're in the process. We know that we've got a lot of games in the can from last season, so it's good. We know that we shoot every game. Every game that is played, we have a photographer on site that goes out there and makes sure to document the entire day. And you're able to go through the Red Wing alumni website at that point and look and see who your favorite players were. So, you know, just to wrap it up, that's pretty much the the first half of the season. And we'll go in, we'll bring George back in again um, when they're not pressed for time because there is practice tonight. But that second half of our season, especially as we go to the end of the Joe, is just chock full. And we'll be around the state. You know, we've got trips you know, to the UP, we're going to be in Grand Rapids this year. We're going to be in East Lansing, you know, on back-to-backers. So there'll be a lot. And, George, I understand, you know, we're short on time on that. You know, we want to thank you for coming in. Yep. And, you know, you're always welcome. You were the first host of the show. People forget that. Right. Thank you. <laughs> so with that. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to have a blast from the past. We're going to put Art back together with Mark Wilson. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the Detroit Red Wings and some of Mark Wilson's memories from the Joe. We'll be back in just a few. I'm Jeff Morton from Pain-Free Life Centers. I'm here with former Detroit Tiger pitcher Dave Rosemont. Dave, how long did it take before you noticed any benefits from laser therapy? The first day. That's awesome. And how, how did you feel? It, it gives you a positive attitude. Um, emotionally, I felt better. Flexibility in my knee, and the most important thing, I felt less pain. And as an athlete, you'd be an authority on pain. I use my body a lot. I do a lot of batting practice at Comerica, and it made my knee flexible, felt stronger. It feels good to me, and the pain was gone. So now you've heard from an authority on pain. So what's your excuse? I challenge you to pick up the phone and start living a better quality of life pain-free. Call 248-879-1100 or go to painfreelifecenters.com. We're so confident in what we do, we're going to give you a free consultation and a free treatment. So Dave, what would you say to somebody suffering from pain? Try it for yourself because it helped me and I'm sure it's going to help you. Painfreelifecenters.com. Do it today. I'm Thad Zott with Zott M59 Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram. During our spring clearance event, you'll find the best deals in the D. Jeff, we know that, but we only have 30 seconds to tell the people. No worries. We made it easy by listing every vehicle in our massive inventory with the very best price we can offer on dealsinthed.com. Like leases starting at $129 per month or new Jeeps starting at $17.9. Dad, we need to hurry. Our 30 seconds is almost up. But dealsinthed.com is on 24 7 Get there. This is a previously recorded episode. Did you know your company has an image problem? Seriously, right now, as customers are visiting your website, chances are your organization needs to look much better than it does. Standing out from the competition is important. Looking professional is critical. First impressions are everything. As a leader, no one knows this better than you do. You know you must look your very best. Well, the solution is United Photo Works. United Photo Works is a Detroit-based photography agency with the talent, experience, equipment, and knowledge to make your organization's visual image shine. From photos of your building's interior to its exterior, from capturing your corporate events to capturing those corporate headshots, the pros at UPW are here to make sure that you and your company look fantastic. Visit us at www.unitedphotoworks.com today and receive 20% off your next session. Remember, that's unitedphotoworks.com.
I got the horse right here, the name is Paul Revere, and here's a guy that says if the weather's clear, can do, can do, this guy says the horse can do, if he says the horse can do, can do, can do. And we're back, and we're fortunate <laughs> enough to be joined by Mark Wilson. Mark, did you at least like the intro there for you? I thought it was great. I thought that was fantastic, a good way to do it. <laughs> so, Mark, you're here with um, Art. Say hello to Art. What's up, Artie? Hey, I'm doing well, Mark. How are you? I'm good, young fella. Yeah, hey, I... Uh, I know you've got the big presidential debate tonight in Las Vegas. Yes, I was, in fact, <laughs> I was uh, driving by UNLV earlier today, and it is a circus atmosphere. That's even before the two clowns get and do the Domini thing. <laughs> well, you know, I wanted to ask you because I saw the president of UNLV be interviewed. Yeah, Len he Jessup, said, yeah. He said that there's a big announcement are they making another arena or expanding an arena or making this? He said stadium. I is, is the NFL going to be coming to Las Vegas anytime soon? Well, you know, they're very excited because the, the bill passed. Uh, the governor signed it Monday uh, for the new Las Vegas Raiders stadium. Now it's up, of course, to the NFL owners. They will probably not vote on this uh, until next year, probably springtime. There's an owner's meeting now. There's another one in January, and but the stadium is back. I mean, it's 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 now being paid for. All the money is in line. The state's kicking in a lot through the room tax of the hotels, so it really won't come out of the pockets of the people who live here. We got about two million in Clark County, so it's up to the owners. It's up to Martha Ford and her and her and her, and her brethren. Uh, you know, that's what it comes down to. Mark, Mark Davis is bound and determined. His dad is gone. He wants to bring the NFL here. He wants to diss Oakland. There's a lot of Oakland people who are, who are trying not to let this thing happen. But to answer your question, the, the Vegas rate, and by the way, this thing is going to make Jerry Jones' little little outfit down there in Dallas look like nothing. Really? Yeah, so it's going to take a bit of time to build this. And interest, they don't even know where they're going to put it yet. <laughs> they don't even have the land for it yet. Well, yeah, let me ask you, Mark, because I think we grew up, I think Newman's part of, you know, part of our generation is that, we always heard that professional sports, because of gambling, would never, ever, there would never right. be a professional team in Las Vegas. Did the NHL kind of kick that door wide open? Do you think that we will eventually see all four majors in Las Vegas have a professional team? I would think in the, in the coming future, I would think maybe the only thing left would be the NBA. I do, I do not believe Major League Baseball well, in, uh, I hate to say in our lifetime, I hope we live a nice long life. Um, <laughs> I don't think MLB is ever going to put that on the table. Number one, because I don't think they'll ever want to move teams again. Number two, they're not going to expand. So it would be very difficult to figure out how you would do that here. The NBA, however, has a couple of teams, and there is still an expansion talk. You know, what the, what the NHL just did, and I was still surprised they did not add Quebec, because Quebec has a new stadium. Uh, they want the Nordiques back in the worst way. They made a nice proposal, and I was almost confident that there would be two teams coming in because it's free money. I mean, Bill Foley is cutting a check to the National Hockey League for half a billion dollars. It's free money. The NHL didn't do anything for that, but they added Vegas. 
So now he cuts a check for $500 million. That's before anything else happens. That's how he got himself into the league in the first place. And Foley was happy to cut that check. And Quebec was going to cut the check. So that would have been a free $1 billion to the National Hockey League. Imagine what the NBA would command. So uh, Probably is, a billion per team. Is any part of that stadium that the, that they just built for hockey, what, did that have any public financing? Was there any tax dollars used for that? A little bit. It was similar to what they're doing with the Raiders stadium, uh, but most of it came out of Bill Foley's pocket um, to build T-Mobile. But T-Mobile's kind of an MGM project as well. So they kind of all threw the money in there. And one of the, one of the uh, things was don't call it anything with MGM because you want Steve Wynn and the other major players here in Las Vegas involved. They said they would not be if it, was a, if it had any MGM name on it. Now, it's funny. You, we, you already asked you about another stadium. We actually have built, <laughs> it opens in December with Stevie Nicks, an arena next to the arena. Oh, my gosh. What? Sounds like Columbus. Wait a, so wait a second. So the T-Mobile Arena here in Las Vegas, if you ever come out here, is right between Monte Carlo, which is changing its name, by the way, and New York, New York. They built a little park thing. It's beautiful. It's fantastic. Right between the two major casino hotels, New York, New York, and Monte Carlo. So the T-Mobile's been up since April. They started building like to the, on the side of the Monte Carlo. It's almost like a boil coming out of the side of the hotel. It actually goes over the road called the Park Theater, which will seat another eight to 10,000 people. So they actually built an arena. It's right next door to T-Mobile. So it's an arena next to the arena. And good news for you guys, starting in February of 2017, at the age of 70, Cher returns to Las Vegas. Oh, great. Didn't she Thank retire? Thank you very much. She Thank retired you. like 10 years ago. She says she did. She says she wouldn't do another residency. But in February 17, get your tickets now because Cher returns to the Park Theater. Well, th- Mark, you're just full of great news today. Uh, I, I've got to get look. Are you, you call. You want the, uh, the inside guff? <laughs> I'm giving it to you. All right. Well, let me ask you this then. Uh, the Las Vegas team, I thought by now, would have introduced their, their name. Uh, and their color scheme, but is it black and gold, and are they the Desert Knights? Okay, here's the deal. The name will, and logo will be revealed. I don't even have to look any of this up. I already had my head spinning in my head forever. <laughs> November 18th is now the November the 18th, date. okay. So no, mark it down, November 18th. The name will be revealed, the, co- the f- exact color scheme. We're hearing now it's kind of going to be some gray and red and black. I don't know if there's going to be gold in it or not, because here's the deal. There's, there's three names that's already been picked. Somehow, loose lips have not sunk the ship. They've kept their mouth shut. But Bill Foley is, the three names are this. It's either Desert Knights, Silver Knights, or Golden Knights. That's what we've heard. Those are the three choices. We think it's going to be Silver Knights because this is the Silver State. Nevada, that's what it is. The, it's the Silver State. So it would make sense to call it Silver Knights and have a little bit more panache with the state of Nevada than Golden or if Des- I don't like Desert Knights because I think too many people will spell it wrong and it'll become Dessert Knights. Yes, yes. <laughs> dessert Which is niggas. fine because everybody loves dessert. Yeah, a Dessert Knight could be a, a new concoction or a new convection. Uh, Mark, again, this is uh, another thing that I've learned for the pre-presidential debate is that one of the things I think we're going to hear a lot of is the proper pronunciation of the state of Nevada. I did not know that you could pronounce Nevada wrong, or am I pronouncing it wrong? 
Donald Trump kind of got it right, which is <laughs> seems his mo. Kinda. Um, the actual the uh, the way it's supposed to be. I guess it's Mexican, so it's not so much Hispanic or Spanish. It's Mexican. Is Nevada? That's how they would say it. We Americanized it to Nevada. So in the United States, it's Nevada. If you went to Matamoros, Mexico, or Mexico City, they would pronounce it Nevada. So we kind of, it was half right. It's, but it actually here it's Nevada. Nevada. Yes, it's Nevada. Not no. It can be Nevada. It's not wrong. It's just that's the. You know how we Americanize things. That's just the Americanized version of Nevada. You just have to pronounce it with the, the New England lockjaw. It's Nevada. Yeah, you, or you have to go with the Nevada. Nevada. <laughs> oh, great. Well, one of the things that you don't have trouble pronouncing is Joe Lewis Arena. Mark, you spent hey, a lot of time before here. You get, before you get to that, let me just yep. say this because uh, this is cool and I want you guys to know this. There is becoming a very big Michigan slash Red Wings connection with the Las Vegas Silver Knights, Desert Knights, whatever. With Jimmy Howard um, is the new goalie? Just real quickly, you know, George McPhee is the general manager. Right. He's played for Ron Mason, the late great Ron. I still can't believe Ron's gone. Um, Suddenly. He played for Mason at Bowling Green. Kelly McCrimmon, the former the late great Brad McCrimmon's brother, yeah, gone too. He, Kelly is part of the organization. David Pryor has already been hired as goaltending coach. And if you guys remember, one of Scotty's first hires with the Wings was David Pryor. He was actually yeah. the Wings goaltending coach, I think, first or maybe the first two years when Scotty got to Detroit. And the top scout has been hired is Mike Felino. So it's a pretty cool connection that Bill Foley has put together. And they were all at Summerlin last week. They're opening, they just broke around in a brand new practice facility. It's going to be unbelievable when it's finished up there in Summerlin. So a lot of the players will live there and not in probably in Las Vegas proper, um, or at least by the arena. Because the practice facility will be 20 miles away. Uh, but that's a really cool connection to that. I uh, think that will even expand more and more as we get to. When I, it'll be very interesting to see who the name is the head coach, too, because it already looks like McPhee is going to have somebody that's probably more of a veteran guy than a young up and comer or that kind of thing. Hey, one final, but, Mark, 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 one final question about the way the expansion rules are from everyone I talk to, and I wonder if this is the feeling out in Vegas is that the. Uh, that the Las Vegas uh, Silver Knights are going to be a pretty competitive and darn good hockey team, even though they're going to be playing in the Western Conference, because they're going to have some, they're going to have quality goaltending any way you look at it, I think. And uh, this that- was something that Bill Foley made very clear to Gary Bettman and everybody that was involved with this move is that this expansion draft coming up next year. The way that this team will be fashioned, put together, this is not going to be your daddy's expansion team. This is going to be clear-cut, good players right off the bat. Remember, there's no state income tax in Nevada, in Nevada, in Nevada, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Now you got me doing it. There's no state income tax, kind of like Florida a little bit in a way, but they're going to go after major players immediately. He's spending money. So on top of the fact you're going to get quality guys out of the draft, you watch and see how many guys might want to take that initial plunge and be a part of the Las Vegas NHL entry right off the off the nut, and I, and a lot of that's going to come from because the selling point is, hey guys, it's it's not that expensive to live here, <laughs> relatively cheap comparatively to other cities, 
in the U.S. So what do you That's, think the chances you know, then would be of Rick Tockett becoming the new head coach of the Las Vegas Desert Knights? Silver Knights. Um, <laughs> or Black you know, Knights I, or whatever in the hell they're going to be called. Golden Knights. I don't think it would be. I can't imagine it would be golden because this is the Silver State. Um, <laughs> I, I think that a, a guy like Rick Tockett. Yeah, you know, I think it was shoes. kind of a joke there, Las Vegas. Gambling and yeah, the gambling, I think that that would be an issue. Tackett's um, <laughs> yeah, had a, a little bit of a history. A, bit, a little bit. And also, if you notice, what Bill Foley has done really terrifically, I think, is he really has downplayed. You know, the NHL is, you can't bet on the NHL in most casinos here. They're, they've taken that off the board. You can't even bet on the National Hockey League anymore here. Ooh. So he wanted to do as much as he could to convince the owners in the league and the board of governors and whatnot that. We, there was, he was staying away from the team name. It wouldn't be called the Aces or the Blackjacks or whatever. And that he was doing his best to separate himself, even though the, the arena is right next door to sports books. I mean, you can walk, bet on something, and then walk right to the arena in two seconds. So he wanted to make sure that he stayed. So I, I think that he'll probably avoid anybody that has any kind of you know, and Pete Rose is here all the time. He sells his stuff at MGM. He sits at a card table. You can go by and wave to him. And I don't think Pete will be a part of the organization either. Did you like Pete's photo bomb? Uh, a couple, what was it last week? Uh, yes, yeah, so I love. I do. Pete. Pete wrote. Well, he's something else. He is something else. He's a piece of work, and it's so funny to see him selling his pictures. And that's his job. He sits there six hours a day, like noon to yeah. six. You can walk by, you can talk to him. Hey, Pete, how you doing? People go to the pool, they're going out to dinner. There's Pete sitting at his card table, you know, selling his pictures and bats and balls, and he's signing them for you for a price. And that's what he does for a living. That's what his job is, other than this, you know, this Fox baseball stuff he's been doing lately. Well, I do know that I want to go, and I know that Pete, over the past few years, has been selling the baseballs. I'm sorry, sorry I broke up the Beatles. I'm sorry I shot JFK. Um, I'm thinking about putting the order in, you know. I'm sorry I grabbed her by the pussy, you know, Pete Rose. <laughs> wow, look at oh that. You God, can do that. I guess podcast, you can say that. <laughs> Whoa. So, Mark, before, you know what? We're starting to run low on time, but just um, a couple things, and I'd love to have you back on again. But talk a little bit about your best memory at the Joe. You know, I wrote this on Facebook. I said, you know, I've been going there since Gordy was in the All-Star game and all the way through Dylan Larkin. So, I mean, everybody in between. And when you said, you know, you know, you talked a little bit before about the memories, you know, two things. One, number one, I will never forget the day. I don't know if Artie remembers this. We were at Channel Fox 2. Mr. T came into the locker room. He was in town, and he wanted to see a Wings practice. This is about mid-'90s. And Mr. T came in, and Sean and the great Sean Burr, Burzy went crazy seeing Mr. T, and they went nuts. They wanted to wear the chains. Everybody put them on. There were guys on the bikes. They were doing their thing. And Mr. T absolutely held court. Scotty loved it. I thought he would hate it, but he, he loved it. And Mr. T literally for two hours fascinated the Red Wing group in the in the dressing room, I should say. And that was a I'll never forget that because Sean Burr went crazy. And lo and behold, they walk into the where the guys are riding the bikes, and guess what's on TV? The A team. The A team was on TV. It just was coincidence that it happened to be that way. But the thing I remember, and I want to get this in here real quick, and and Eddie will Eddie would know this, and Eddie would probably hate me for doing this. Uh -oh. Where's Eddie? Eddie, um, we're about to do the hashtag, where's Eddie? I've got to try and okay. call him. But I think people don't realize, 
because we talk so much about this playoff streak, 25 years, and really it's like 29 to 30. It's only the one year missed. But that goes back to the 85-86 season, that 40-point season I remember like yesterday. And people say, why would you remember the 40-point season? Because that changed the game. Yep. That changed everything. That was the year where they hired Harry Neal. He was terrible. Jimmy D had to fire him midseason. Then, you know, what do you do now? You just signed the guy to a three- or four-year deal. You got nobody to be the head coach. Brad Park comes in. That's right. I remember Brad Park telling me, his quote was, I'm going to be here an awfully long time. He got the awful right. But the long time was 45 games. And so if you wanted to tell somebody in in quick fashion how this all went down with the wings, it's very simple. After that season, Mike Yelich made the claim he would never allow this to happen again. He hires Jacques Demers. Jacques gets the wings to a a playoff level. Brian Murray comes in, gets him to a 100-point level. Scotty comes in, gets him to a Stanley Cup level, and the rest is history. You can almost go in 10 seconds describing how this happened because this, you know, the 85-86 season was not devoid of talent. They were talented. But for some reason, and I think it was all coaching, that the worst season in Red Wings history led to what you've seen now for the past 30 years and, of course, the 25-year streak. And that's what I remember most. I mean, other than there was no press box of note and the, Joe was, you know, had his charm, but no press box. I bet you this, Little Caesars Arena will have one hell of a press box. <laughs> well, it should, you know, this is what I, people are constantly coming. What's your favorite memories? And, you know, I, I did a lot of, you know, pre and post game shows from Studio P uh, right off the dressing room there. And, uh, um, but I think that Joe Lewis Arena, because, you know, and they try, Al Sabak and all the people try to keep it up, is a pit. I think we all know that. It it, it has some it's charm, but it's really already, a pit. It's a charming pit, and we don't like saying it because it's our pit. So I hear what you're saying, but, but and, of the, course, the, if you go have to walk the dungeon. I mean, I, spent a, I wrote this. I've spent a lot of my life in that building for a long time, a lot of my life. So, so have I, but— It was tough. I, I was just going to say— that the 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 northern steps in the northern parking lot where the where the Red Wings you know those were condemned on day one before they opened it up. I mean, I can remember right. it seemed that Coleman Young announced that Joe Louis Arena was going to be built, and two days later it was up. I mean, they kind of slapped it together. <laughs> You're right. You know, but 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 I, but this is what I want to say. It does have charm. I have a lot of great memories. But what Joe Louis Arena should be remembered for are the great teams that played in that building and the Hall of Fame talent because some of the greatest professional teams in all of Detroit history – played at Joe Louis Arena. I mean, this this unprecedented group, that 2002 group that has nine Hall of Famers on or 10 or 11, whatever it is. I mean, so the product on the ice is what that building should really be remembered for, I think. Not you're so- right, Art. And I thought, you know, if you're doing a thing with all your people that are going to be on the podcast, if you're doing a thing about what's your favorite memories, I figured everybody would say 97, you know, Vla- I mean, I, I was, a, you know, Vladdy and I got along great and Vladimir Konstantinov. I always say Vladdy could be still playing today if that hadn't happened. No question. He might have he played to 55. Uh, Chelios wanted to get to 50, didn't quite get there, but I think Vladdy might have. So, yes, you're right. The great players, the, the, the grind line, the Russian. I figured everybody would be doing that, but nobody would bring up 85, 86 as the impetus right. for all those great teams. Well, my favorite was the was the winger leading him out to, on the ice. I was a young man. I could drink at 18 in Michigan. I had my $6 ducket, uh, six dollar bucket, a bucket of beer that the Red Wings sold at the time. You almost needed two hands to carry it. I mean, it was so big. They were just doing anything. And 
I would just sit up in the stands. I was not driving. My friends, my friends would drive, and I'd take all the junior teams every Saturday night when the Red Wings played on Saturday. I'd sit there and just like guzzle down these buckets of beer, and then uh, Red Wings, my Red Wings would come on, and I'd get the teams, these little <laughs> little league teams, to start singing Red Wings, my Red Wings, and then you know the the verses, come on Wings, let's fly. And I, of course, back then because they were known as the Dead Wings and Dead Things, it was come on Wings, don't die. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'll so- tell you this too. I was at the All Star Game, 1980, and I think the, one of the loudest arena noises I ever heard in my life was when Gordy Howe stepped oh, yeah. on the ice at age 51. Well, I think Mark, what people for- right, what people forget is the initial cheer was a big cheer, and that cheer just got louder as it went right. on, and every time it would like start to dwindle. It would get big again, and you could right. see Gordy was just so. Were they in- chanting speech, speech, or there? There's a chant. No, it that was something was going Gordy. On. Gordy, uh, yeah. I, if I, you remember, they did not announce his name. They said number nine from the Hartford Whalers. Number nine. And they people never just said Gordy Howe. That's uh, you know I don't rem- I didn't remember that, but that's, uh, you're obviously right uh, because it was they kind of downplayed it. Which I never understood. I mean, downplay. I mean, well, he here's the return the of last, great. Though. Yes, he did come out. He came out, um, you know, shortly after, uh, as my dad referred to him, goddamn Reed Larson. I grew up. That's the <laughs> only name I ever heard. It wasn't just Reed Larson. Um, but so there was one in between, and Gordy was the last Reed one. Reed Larson's name, you know. You know, and with Gordy, he still had the organization was still kind of pissed off at him at the time. Well, they gave him the mushroom treatment. It's a famous quote. Right. It wasn't until the Illiches came in to really build right. those relationships back with Howe right. and Lindsay and Del Valle. The Norris family is the one that put up the, you know, was part of the, the when the Joe Lewis went up and, and when Gordy came back, it wasn't Illich yet. He wasn't around until, what, 82? 83. 82 or 83. Yeah. Right. Right. The first so. person they hired was Jimmy DeVolano to be general manager. And, of course, his fame. We... We will never trade a number one draft pick. You know, Mark, with that, and I hate to do it, but we are completely up against it. We're just and about out of town. And can we um, can we invite you on again? And if you're ever in town, feel yeah, free. I love doing it with you guys and, of course, Artie and Newman. You got absolutely any time. All right, Mark. Thanks, Mark. Thanks again. All right, guys. All right, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We're going to be back in probably about two and a half minutes. I'm Jeff Morton from Pain-Free Life Centers. I'm here with former Detroit Tiger pitcher Dave Rosema. Dave, how long did it take before you noticed any benefits from laser therapy? The first day. That's awesome. And how, how did you feel? It, it gives you a positive attitude. Um, emotionally, I felt better. Flexibility in my knee, and the most important thing, I felt less pain. And as an athlete, you'd be an authority on pain. I use my body a lot. I do a lot of batting practice at Comerica, and it made my knee flexible, felt stronger. It feels good to me, and the pain was gone. So now you've heard from an authority on pain. So what's your excuse? I challenge you to pick up the phone and start living a better quality of life pain-free. Call 248-879-1100 or go to painfreelifecenters.com. We're so confident in what we do, we're going to give you a free consultation and a free treatment. So Dave, what would you say to somebody suffering from pain? Try it for yourself because it helped me and I'm sure it's going to help you. painfreelifecenters.com. 
Do it today. I'm Thad Zott with Zot M59 Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram. During our spring clearance event, you'll find the best deals in the D. Jeff, we know that, but we only have 30 seconds to tell the people. No worries. We made it easy by listing every vehicle in our massive inventory with the very best price we can offer on dealsinthed.com. Like leases starting at $129 per month or new Jeeps starting at $17.9. Thad, we need to hurry. Our 30 seconds is almost up. But dealsinthed.com is on 24 7 Get there. Did you know your company has an image problem? Seriously, right now, as customers are visiting your website, chances are your organization needs to look much better than it does. Standing out from the competition is important. Looking professional is critical. First impressions are everything. As a leader, no one knows this better than you do. You know you must look your very best. Well, the solution is United Photo Works. United Photo Works is a Detroit-based photography agency with the talent, experience, equipment, and knowledge to make your organization's visual image shine. From photos of your building's interior to its exterior, from capturing your corporate events to capturing those corporate headshots, the pros at UPW are here to make sure that you and your company look fantastic. Visit us at www.unitedphotoworks.com today and receive 20% off your next session. Remember, that's unitedphotoworks.com. All right, we got to find out where Eddie is. Pardon me? We got to find out where Eddie is. Yeah, where he is he? can't there? keep missing They may not like Hello? Eddie? Yes. Hey, it's Newman and Art. We're here trying to do a show. Where the hell are you? Well, you were supposed to call me at 445. Mark I'm Wilson. already in the dress room stretching. I need at least an hour and a half before I go on the ice. <laughs> Mark Wilson went you know long. That. You know how that goes. Yes. Yeah. What are you guys doing? Well, How's the show going? Excellent. Well, it's going excellent on Arch. You know, I'm sitting in the chair, so you know how that goes. We had Peter in studio, who didn't say a word, just like last time. We had George Bowman in with us, so say hello to Georgie. I know he's on his way down. Uh, They're already here. Georgie and Peter are here. All right, with that, all right, so are we going to get you back in the studio at some point? I don't know. I'm leaving for 10 days. I'm going to... uh... Uh, the outdoor game in Winnipeg, uh, Edmonton. They got a bunch of alumni coming in. So uh, I'll be gone there for a while, and then I'm going to go recruit in Edmonton. Uh, and then I'm going to take three days off in Mark Wilson land, L.A. I know I know Willie Boy loves L.A., so I'm taking three, three days just to clear my head. So right. I'll be back and do the show, what, in two weeks. Okay, so we'll look forward to that, and hopefully um, you're not going to need an hour and a half to stretch out before the podcast, but we're going to see you probably within the next 30 minutes, because I know you're going to be on the ice. I put my request in for the podcast studio to put some workout machines in there, but uh, (laughs) it hasn't been passed yet, so I don't know where that request is. All right, Eddie. We're going to let you go because we're up against it. We're um, we're running short yeah, absolutely. on time. Absolutely. You guys take care, and uh, it's great talking to you always. All right. We'll see you in a Have fun, Eddie. All right, Art. Thanks. See ya. All right. With that, we're um, we're going to start putting together the um, the impetus for the next show. Um, Art and I will be putting that together. Thank you for tuning in.
We will see you again soon. Thank you. Bye-bye. This is a previously recorded episode of